Hello, everybody. Welcome to Breakfast at Ruby's. Thank you so much for choosing to have Breakfast at Ruby's on this day. Uh, this is a weekly podcast in which I invite a couple of content creators and we chit chat about anything. You can actually ask us questions as well as we film this live on twitch.tv slash Project Ruby. It later ends up on YouTube, your favorite podcast services, all of that fun stuff. My name is Ruby. I am a variety streamer that plays games. I do podcasting. We just spread the queer agenda like that. It's great. It's a wonderful time. Uh, but I'm not alone. Fortunately, I have uh, two wonderful guests with me. As you can see, if you're listening, I'm just you're, we're gonna get into it. <laughs> but if you can watch, you know, it's just a lot of uh, a lot of beauty on your screen. You know, so you you should check out you know the the Twitch or the YouTube version sometime to see that. But yeah. Yeah, to my left, we have Chili Farmer. Hi. Hello. Hi, I'm Chili Farmer. I met Twitch.tv's Les Chili Farmer. I like a lot of like Final Fantasy 14, JRPGs, uh, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of stuff like that. I'm on the Rainbow Arcade with Ruby. Um, and yeah, we're just chill. It's, it's just I do lots of chill, lots of reaction stuff. Also, Steven Universe is another. Thing that i do as well yes. so yeah lots of wonderful content that you need to check out and to my right we have julian hi hey uh yeah i'm julian or juliancito on twitch uh and i am a queer trans boricua a jewish variety streamer heavy focus on uh sim games and survival games but we play a little bit of everything and uh Awesome. We love to see it. Follow follow them. The links are going to be in the chat, in the description, all of the things. So uh, I highly recommend that you do follow them. Just saying. I may be biased, but, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, I usually like to ask, like, random questions um, because that's what we do, you know, as you have, you know, breakfast with your friends, you just talk about a little bit of everything and nothing at the same time. Um, you're like, wow, two hours have gone by and we didn't talk about anything, but we were chatting <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to ask y'all actually something that, uh, I kind of saw on Twitter, uh, recently and it was like the biggest what's the biggest misconception that people may have about like streaming or co content creation and and stuff like that because my initial thing was like it's my my personal thing that i think on the outside people looking in they may be like think that oh it's so fun it doesn't feel like a job but it's like it's a, a lot of work and just because it's something that i like doing doesn't mean that it's not very there's not a, a lot of hard work that goes into it as far as like setting up like you're we're our own like audio engineers our own you know we we're our camera persons we are <laughs> we we are the um, technical troubleshooting person we do we do it all we're the producers so uh yeah what would you say is like a misconception that people may have from like content creation as a whole that you feel like people don't get or don't understand unless they're in it. I feel like the word content creation, just from the get go, people don't know what that means. Like <laughs> they don't equate it with like the things they see on like 
TikTok and like Twitch, they're like, oh, they're like, uh, they they always say like Fortnite or like that's what I oh yeah, <laughs> um, that's what I always hear from people brought up. But I, I guess I always think people think that it's like. Either they think they're, it's it's fun, or there's this other whole side where they're like, it's not a lot of it's not a lot of work, or there's like this kind of like lazy, um, word attached to everything. Um, I guess it just depends on the person talking, but those are a few things that I hear a lot of, um, before people see all of the behind the scenes things that that we do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um. You know, most people think, oh, you know, you just sit at home and you play video games and people watch you play video games. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's one small part of content creation. And, you know, it also depends on the person, right? Like some people are uh, they're doing live content on Twitch, plus they're recording separate videos for YouTube uh, or doing things on TikTok. I mean, the social media presence, I think that a lot of people don't. Uh, don't really think about how much your social media presence really impacts like your viewers and your outreach and everything like that. So yeah, I, I play video games and people watch me, but I'm also doing so much more than just that. Yeah. That's like the easy part, <laughs> right? The, the easy part is turning on the camera, turning on OBS and, actually streaming the the hard part is assuming everything works of yeah course. Uh, yeah right 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 like yeah. if everything after you know you've done troubleshooting the one thing that you needed to fix that day or several things that you needed to fix that day that were working magically the day before but the next day they aren't for some reason um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh after you do all of that that's like the easy part i have i have such a hard time with like doing the the rest of it with like the social media aspect of it i get overwhelmed so easily because it's like oh i need to find a clip from a moment of the stream and i need to do something because i haven't posted in a week on tiktok for example so i need to find something so you just become like there's like this panic <laughs> that builds it's like oh god i need to upload all the things and then testing what times work for you and what all of that stuff is just so overwhelming and like uh, what's your least favorite part of like all of it of the streaming of of content creation and all of that is it the social media is it the what what is it moderating people probably the my least favorite part because i don't ever want to do that part mm. of it um and probably moderating it's not even like the people who are just obvious trolls it's people who are kind of like um they're, they're kind of like around for a while and then something happens and then you're like exactly. oh this is awkward and i'm just kind of like oh no that's that is the part that i don't like doing especially because i always have the the mindset of yes we have, we have to protect our community but i'm also always have the mindset of like oh this person is a person and maybe they're really just having a really bad time and they're taking it out in this kind of like really surface level way that we're not seeing everything behind it but i also always have to protect i mean it always comes down to i have to protect you know my own community so it always sucks it just always sucks so i think that's that's the part i don't like doing <laughs> yeah i hate being the quote-unquote bad guy right when you're streaming and like 
you're in this mood of like, let's have fun, or like you're in the middle of a game and you're like reacting to like a cutscene or something, and then in the middle of the cutscene, someone does something, and then you have to like either internalize everything and like, okay, maybe I want to save this because I'm going to post this on YouTube later. So let me just keep it in. And then afterwards you kind of like, Hey, can we not? And then you just feel, and then the, sometimes they continue and you're like, Hey, I'm not happy right now. And then it just kind of seeps into the content afterwards. Cause then you're just kind of like in a weird mood. I just, yeah. Yeah. Even like yeah. with mods, yeah. sometimes <laughs> you're just like, with my mods, I'm like, listen, y'all, I trust you, your judgment. You can go off on people or just ban or time out. Like, just do whatever you would do on your own space. But even then, like, sometimes the mods are busy doing their own thing and they have their own lives going on. And sometimes you're like, oh, I have to be the bad guy on this day and I hate it, but I, I got to do it. Somebody has to do it. <laughs> what about you, Julian? Uh... I would say, let's see, my least favorite part, I guess trying, doing like all the analytics and trying to figure out, okay, well, what content is going to do well or what's, you know, what's a good time for me to post on Twitter, for example, you know, and I don't think I ever really follow anything. Most of my tweets end up coming out on Fridays and Saturdays, like when I'm working overnights and they come out at like random times, like two in the morning when like nobody's awake. Well, I mean, people in Europe are awake, but you know, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, just trying to kind of figure out those things uh, is, a, is a bit more difficult. So I'd say that's probably my least favorite part. Yeah, I, I just, I hate the numbers of it all. I do like, sometimes you I think there's an association of like, oh, you don't take it seriously if you don't look at your numbers, at your stats and see what works and what doesn't. But it's, I just find that so overwhelming um, because I can, you know, I can go on Twitch and like pull up my dashboard and see what my average was, what my, how many unique viewers, how many total viewers, how many subs, all that stuff. But it's like, how does one convert that into like actionable steps of like things that you can actually control? Like, oh yeah, let me not just, let me not play that game that I loved anymore, I guess, because people weren't watching that as much. Like to me, that's not reasonable. <laughs> I know for some people, like for them, it's so easy to like, let's play this game. And then the game doesn't do as well according to their standards. They're like, okay, let's not do that anymore. But for me, I'm like, oh no, but I started that playthrough and people are going to be, even if it's like, five people there those five people are like waiting for that playthrough and i was having fun too so like i always have that thing of like i don't want to like leave a bunch of stuff unfinished <laughs> yeah. so for me i, I have always, a hard time with that yeah i always play like whatever i want and when i say i'm a variety streamer i mean it <laughs> i don't even sometimes play the same things you know two days in a week you know uh one one piece of advice that I was given before I started streaming that really stuck with me is play whatever it is that you're going to have a good time with because if you're having a good time and you're happy, then yep. the chat is going to see that. Because if you're playing a game just because you think you have to play this game, mm. uh, whether it's because it's the game you started streaming with and you've just been doing it forever or you promised chat you were going to play some game, you know, if you're not feeling it, even if you do your best to try to hide it, it's still going to come across on the stream. And 
I, I just feel like it's better to play a game that you're really enjoying and have that joy come across than like frustration or, you know, anything else. For sure. Like I, um, yeah, Kara in chat is saying that she tries to not look at analytics because they're not helpful to her content, and it it all it only ends up with her getting in her head about stuff. So, and I that's how I feel about that because the I mean the optimal way of streaming, if we're gonna be realistic, is to do one thing, one thing only, market yourself as that, run that to the ground, and <laughs> people, you know, you'll you'll build a community around that game, around anything that revolves around that. That's the optimal way of streaming, right? But um, that's not helpful for everybody because some people do music, some people do art streams, some people write, some people do all, si all sorts of content, and th that kind of advice doesn't really apply to everyone. And even, like... People who may have certain disabilities, like they can't play that one game for like an entire stream. Like midstream, they may be like, "Hey, my hand hurts" or something like that, and they're like, "Can we just chat? Can we just like do something else?" So it's not super realistic to just expect. Even mentally, I I still to this day don't know how people just play one game and just like they do that every single day for multiple hours a day. I don't know, like there's certain games that I get, like there's games that have a lot of content, but I, oof, I don't know. <laughs> I just I just can't, I don't know if it's like the way that my brain works and I just need to get different stimulations from different things, but I don't, oof, I don't know how people, I don't know how people do that, um, but yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely one of those people that do that. Um, but I guess I play a lot of 14, which has like games within a game. So I guess it's a yeah. little different. Um, so there's like you can have a cozier kind of time, or you can do something really intense. So it's like it has this kind of variety of you can kind of get away from things. Um, but I always tell myself not to be afraid to throw in variety because I I'm definitely good afraid. Oh, I'm always afraid of throwing it in because I always click on the view I always click on somehow I click on the little viewer unhide button I do that all the time never too. ends well <laughs> it never ends well it's always like uh and then I forget about the conversation or story I was telling right. and then yeah <laughs> mm-hmm Sorry, I'm just eating some crackers. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> I mean, it is breakfast at Ruby's. Listen, so it's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I no. should have food, honestly. Right? Like, listen, I feel like <laughs> I, I don't want to pressure people, but I'm like, hey, if you want to have a meal, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I was going to say, like, 14 is one of those games that, especially even with a new update, they're going to add, like, a farm like you can have your own island and stuff like that i feel like you can just fully have different streams even if it's the same game because like you can be a crafter you can do some fishing you can be like hey we're gonna do we're gonna play triple triad today and that's gonna be a stream of its own so um i kind of love that but uh, yeah it's it's i always it doesn't usually end well when i see people who only do one thing and like on the outside, it's like everything is fine, everything is fine, everything is fine. And then the second they like do a different thing, and like they're like, "Oh my god, I was so scared, and I'm glad it worked." And the community will tell like, "Oh, I, we could actually like tell that you were getting kind of tired of that, but we didn't want to say anything because we didn't want to be rude. But also like we're glad that you're changing it up a little." <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, I think people are very scared of losing viewers. And, you know, and I get that. Um, you know, when people are used to coming to your stream and seeing one game, like I, I've known a lot of people who are primarily, uh, super Mario maker streamers, like mm. super Mario maker two, they play a lot of super Mario maker two, um, which is a very fun and interesting game to watch because you really are always getting new levels, right? It's fun for viewers to see their levels being played. Um, there's a variety of different styles of levels that, that someone can play. Um, so it's interesting to watch, but then after a while, sometimes you're like, okay, well maybe I want to play something else. And <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen, I've seen several people kind of be like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about it. And most of the time it ends up working out fine. Uh, you know, they play a different game and the world doesn't end and things keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I fully agree with Kara. What's best for the streamer is usually what's best for the audience because at the end of the day, we end up curating the audience that we want anyway. So it's one of those things where if someone doesn't like the variety, then they're just not going to click on my stream. But if they prefer someone who um, plays more of like is more consistent, let's just say that right with like what they do. And you can always you know what to expect when they watch someone's stream, then that's awesome. And you can go watch that person. That's the beauty of content creation. There's so many content creators out there and everybody does their thing so differently and so well in their own way that it's like. I think losing that fear of like, oh, I don't want to lose that viewer. It's like, they're not ours to begin with. Like, they're people of their <laughs> own. So it's like, why not allow them to just experience all the magical things and all the magical people out there to watch? And like, it, there was actually one thing that one, that one time I heard that was very interesting. It's like, oh, you're not, your competition is not just other streamers. There, You know that there's also like YouTube, there's Netflix, there's spotify there's so many things out there that people can do it's like the the second you kind of let go of that it's like i'm not competing with anybody i'm competing with all the things if we're going to talk about that then you're competing with every single thing ever created in this world so just like do your thing and uh if it works it works if it doesn't you can always try something else and um yeah listen for the long run i that's what i always recommend just like do whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> because you're you're gonna get tired if you don't do what you want. Uh, but we did get a question uh, from Lipton earlier, and um, they asked, "What was what has been one of our favorite games to stream, or I guess some favorites that we've had?" Ooh, that is um, think like I hate I'm very indecisive, so choosing favorites is really hard for me. Um, Same. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go with something recent, I suppose. Uh, a, a, a good gem that I found very recently was this game that I was actually given through uh, Radically Kind Gamers, and it's called Bravery Network Online. And it has this uh, really cool art style that is very reminiscent of, like, Scott Pilgrim. And so mm -hmm. it it's like... People compare it with Pokemon because you basically build a people of uh, of people. You build a team of five people. There you go, and each of them have like different abilities. Each of them have, and it's not like Pokemon with like the um, 
the type matchups. It's like you have either people that have physical attacks, some people have magic attacks, and some people have emotional attacks. So some of the emotional attacks include like inviting someone to lunch and then the person gets hungry so they lose health every turn because they get hungrier and hungrier and then <laughs> another one is like uh complimenting them and so they get shy and so they lose a little bit of damage um it's i it's it's so funny it's so cute and you can play online with people you can do individual matchups with your friends and stuff like that so uh, and every character has their own composition, so certain characters are more sensitive. So if you do emotional attacks on them, it's going to work. But if you do physical attacks, it may not work as well. So it's super fun. Uh, and yeah, I just, I adore that game. It was a very nice surprise. Because uh, sometimes you get like a code for a game and you're like, oh, I don't know. Let me let me check it out. And then when it actually is like a very pleasant surprise, that's really cool. So that's like a favorite of mine because the characters are also like, um, apparently like LGBT and stuff like that and the cast is very diverse so I, I love that do y'all have any recent faves of, that you've played or streamed I guess I know it's a very hard mm. question <laughs> it's very it's very tough um, especially because I haven't thrown in I haven't thrown in a lot of different like games recently um, I think one of my favorite things that I've streamed that was kind of like a I did it a little differently um was kingdom hearts and i did it blindfolded and i thought that was really fun because it was just, like something i had never done before with the game and that was like really satisfying to like try that um that there was that and then there was tim tim was really fun um to do the story of tim tim though i didn't i didn't continue it after but i thought playing through tim tim was like super fun because it was also super inclusive there was some of the like the main characters were lgbtqi2 um two plus characters um so that was like it was really great i didn't i didn't end up playing it after just because i'm not in i'm not like a big pocket monster um i was never like a big pocket monster gamer but i always loved like the pokemon like main story quests um on the gamecube um but yeah i did like that a lot hmm. Yeah, I, it's it's tough for me because like I play so many games, um, but I would say probably probably the best one for streaming for me honestly was Tell Me Why, and I think um, I think the reason I enjoyed it the most is because first of all, it's the only game ever with a trans male protagonist, so I was able to connect in that way. And it also, like, streaming it was really special because I was able to make even, like, I, I was able to make deeper connections with chat based on things that would happen in the game. And then I could, um, I could kind of relate that, like, relate that back to my life. And so, you know, when Tyler would talk about pictures and how that made him feel, like, I could talk about how that made me feel. Uh, and it was just a really nice moment. Oh my god, yeah. Tell me why it was so good in so many ways. There there was the trans representation. It, you also had such good content related to mental health. Um, because you thought it was gonna be 
ableist, to be frank. Like, at first you're like, ooh, where is this going to go? Oh, are we going to demonize someone potentially for having, um, for suffering from mental health uh, issues? And then you just realize it's like, that's how you end up empathizing with uh, everybody, basically, in the game. Or most people, let's not say everybody. Not everybody is, you know, great. Um but yeah, that game is that game is incredible for sure. Uh, we actually have a question for uh, from Kara. Um, when you stream, do you do you think of competition when you stream, or is it not something you consider? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I used to like I used to be that person where like because I uh, when I first started, I basically I used to like do gaming on YouTube, and I was in a Minecraft like server in a community, so. I ended up, we basically, my friend group and I basically borrowed viewership, right? Like, they watched us because we had a podcast together, and then if one person was live, they would watch that, and then if someone else was live. So I was kind of like, sometimes I had that, not necessarily like competing with my friends, but more like, oh, that person is live right now, so I probably shouldn't stream right now because the viewers are going to watch them and not me, so I'm let me stream maybe tomorrow or something like that. Uh, so stuff like that has happened. But as I relate to, like, more recent stuff, people just, like, they will jump around streams anyway. There's people who are, like, they're going to watch you for, like, 10 to 15 minutes, and then they'll, they'll have, like, five or six more tabs open, and they will, like, just circle around different people, even people from your friend group and stuff like that. So I just learned to not take that personally and just, you know, it's, like, it is what it is. People will watch for as long as they want to watch, and... I don't necessarily think it equates to the quality of the content. It's like maybe I'm maybe I'm stuck in a part of the game and they're like, okay, I'm tired of this person running in circles, so let me watch someone else. And it's like I'm not gonna stop being lost in games because <laughs> that's just not something that's not gonna happen. So yeah, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily take it personal anymore. I, it's just a thing like, hey, they don't wanna they don't wanna watch or they have something else going on. They booted up a game. I get it. I understand. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, how how do y'all feel? Do, do y'all feel like there's like a little bit of competition when you stream? Like, do you ever think like that? Or because I think it's also valid to think like that. I'm not saying that, you know, we shouldn't. Yeah, it's. I I. I think it's it. I think it's easy to like jump into that. Like, oh, like. To when you're new in a category it's easy to be like intimidated i guess but i've never felt like i had like i never took it as like a competition i don't think um but i definitely was like intimidated by other i think i was intimidated by other creators um definitely um and being like nervous to be around other people i think it was more of like that kind of feeling um but yeah, I mean, like you said, people were going to jump around and everyone's a different kind of viewer and is going to consume content differently. And like, I feel like Twitch is also this like, this such a straight, like live streaming is such a strange thing where it's like people are streaming for like four to six hours or like three, three, six, seven hours. And like, what other form of media do you have like this like straight hours and hours of content where people like, who like, it's wild that anyone could sit and watch like seven hours. Um of like a stream straight um though i guess there's like you know there's like audiobooks and stuff like that but it still is like like anytime anyone wants to sit and like watch a stream for the entirety i'm always just like that i think that just like 
should that blows my mind and really in all forms because it's it's like someone's gonna sit there and watch your whole stream that's that's wild so that's what i always try to think about is like this form of content compared to others and just you know always thankful for everyone who wants to come and watch the thing that i that it's it's a comp it's a complicated thing <laughs> it's, it's absolutely it's hard to it's, it's hard to compare yourself to others whenever when you're in a category of people that are all different and are all going to appeal to different people and yeah. do different things even within the same game category so it's like it's it's hard yeah and and i think thinking like that like the type of viewer that you are as well like i'm a lurker as well like who am i to judge like oh yeah that person is in my chat and they never say a thing like okay do you always chat ruby when you go to other people's streams you don't you're lazy sometimes you're lazy and <laughs> you don't want to do it <laughs> yeah uh i also lurk a lot in people's streams or sometimes like I have, you know, multiple streams up at the same yeah. time. And so I'll spend a little bit of time chatting in one stream and then I'll just, and then I'll start lurking there and I'll go hop into another stream and chat there. Um, but I don't really think about it as competition very often. Um, and I think you kind of hit it on uh, the nail on the head earlier, Ruby, because it's not just other streamers that I'm competing against. I'm competing against you know, Netflix or Hulu or taking the dog for a walk or <laughs> doing your laundry, you know, like literally anything in your life. You could decide to do anything with the time that's in your day. We only have so many hours in a day. So right. the fact that somebody chooses to come to my stream and watch for however long and if they're lurking or if they're chatting, like I'm just grateful that they said, hmm, you know, with this whatever amount of time of my day because our hours and our minutes are very precious uh you know right. i have decided to come to this stream and hang out and I, I i'm just grateful for the people who decide to come and watch me for you know what what for whatever i'm doing that day absolutely i think kara also put it in a very interesting way um of how she doesn't think of it as competing directly with people but feeling pressure to improve their content um, because you see the people around you and you often think like, oh, they're so amazing. So it kind of ends up manifesting in you wanting to be better and do better. So on that note is who inspires you? So oh, like so many people, <laughs> I, I just ask very easy questions all the time. So it's just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I, I, I can I can go first to give you some some time to think, because I obviously was like harboring that question in my mind. So I thought about it for a little bit. Um, but uh, I honestly, a, a thing that really helped me uh, was when I first joined Rainbow Arcade last year, because I had been in a stream team before. But it was very different. Um, and so it was like centered around one person. And it was, you know, yeah, it was one of those situations where you're like, is this the, a stream team or is this a pyramid scheme? <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, I um, joining the Rainbow Arcade and then eventually uh, later in the year joining Radically Kind Gamers. It was really refreshing being around an, two environments where... People didn't really see you at, nobody saw each other as better than anyone, you know, like 
and not in a bad way. Like we just see each other as peers and we're all excited for one another and we're just there for one another. And having spaces in which people just openly give advice and ho openly share their quote unquote secrets about like what works for them and what doesn't work for them. Um, it's it, it was really inspiring for me. So I often just look around my team and like even like sometimes just looking on Discord and I just look around the team's discords and I'm like, seeing people's accomplishments and stuff like that and i just it just makes me just keep keep on doing it and i just get inspired by them and i know it sounds like such a cheesy like answer um but it's true like i get inspired by so many of my of of my teammates from both my teams thankfully i'm in two teams that i adore a lot so i just like some sometimes i i get inspired by some people with the way that they tweet sometimes from like certain things that they do on stream it, it really varies it really varies for me so yeah <laughs> i've i've i was thinking of that same thing as well like i don't know if it was from that question or some or earlier but about rainbow arcade i think it was about being like um I, about like kind of like the competition revving up your own i well, not like competition but like revving up your own content because you see everyone mm. else's content and you're like oh yeah. my gosh because when i got on i was like i was th which there's nothing wrong with streaming off ps4 but i was definitely self-conscious about it um because i was like oh i want i want my stream to be like this and i want to have like overlays and stuff um though you know again there's nothing wrong with streaming off ps4 it's, yeah it's a free if you have a ps4 it's a free way to stream um and it's a great way to start as well but i was like i felt so watched <laughs> which is a weird thing i felt like there were a lot of eyes on me and i was like oh gosh i need to like you know make my content better and the more like if i see someone like i res it's a weird thing when i see someone's res respect and i know that they've seen some something i've done i like immediately want to like up the quality and like change cables and make sure things look good and it's like it's like an immediate like jolt of 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 wanting my stuff to look good because I respect someone that that I'm in company with and I like and I see their content I'm like oh my gosh it's the quality's great and everything and yeah so I definitely I agree with what Shiratoma was saying about like um being in a space with people and you see their art and you're like wow this is amazing I want to up my game because, you know, I also want to do that thing within my own <laughs> yeah. space and, you know, with my own style where I'm going to attract my own audience, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What about you, Julian? I mean, I, 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 I agree. Like, there's so many people that I watch and, like, their content is just amazing um, or the way that they connect with their chat is really great you know i mean um i there there's so many like some of some of the first names that come to mind are like that nerd violet or jambo um or mermaid queen jude or jeff brutleg like all of these people who are such amazing content creators um who have been working at their craft for a really long time um you know who have really nice overlays like or i am brandon just did a whole new um like a rebranding and like 
So like seeing things like that, I'm like, oh, okay, these are the kinds of things that people who have been doing this for a while, people that I admire and respect are doing. And how can I take my style and the things that I like and and put it in that kind of, um, you know, make put it put it on up to that tier. You know, how can I bring myself up to that tier so that my content is also, you know, good good quality i mean i think that's at the end of the day probably the what i would be most concerned about you know i'm not really too concerned about viewers um you know of course i i think that i think that it would be silly to say that you know oh i'm i'm never concerned about you know growing or anything like that i mean i think probably at least 95 percent of the people on twitch are wanting to grow and um and everything but for me, it's just I, I I want the quality to be good because I care about the product and I want to make sure that the people who are coming and especially those who are subscribing, um, who are paying for the content are getting a really good quality content. So mm, Yeah, that's a big one for me. Like I, I often struggle with uh, Patreon for that. I'm like, is that worth money? <laughs> and I have like a hard time sometimes with that like hmm, is that worth me just putting that on Patreon and nowhere else? Like, is that unfair? Um, But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, Okay, because I did ask the question, I do feel pressure to say names. So I feel feel like I should at least say a couple. Um, So there is actually, there's a couple. Like for me, uh, still to this day, when I see Cypher of Tear in my chat, I just, I'm like, <laughs> like, I just get like, oh, it's someone I, I admire. It's someone that like, you know, it's like, oh, it's like that moment of like senpai noticed kind of thing. Um, because it's, she, she's someone who does so much amazing for the community and with I Need Diverse Games. And um, just, I remember just so often seeing her in like Twitch um, related um like summits and stuff like that, even before we knew each other and stuff like that. And just being and just being like, yeah, this is stuff that people need to hear. Even before a lot of the conversations became like mainstream or like popular and stuff like that. Like she's been she's one of the people that I actually uh, follow that has been streaming for longer than me because I've been streaming for like five years and she's been streaming for like seven or, or eight or something like that. So it's like seeing someone who is, first of all, still here because content creation, sometimes people within a year, they're gone. <laughs> people come and go all the time. So it's uh, like seeing someone who has withstood content creation like mentally for this long and seeing them do bigger and better things like every day and stuff like that. Just, I get inspired by that. And just the way that she sets boundaries you know like lover or hater you're gonna know what she stands for you're gonna know what you shouldn't say around her with the things that you shouldn't do and that's something that still to this day i like try to like improve a little bit because sometimes i let people overstay their welcome uh because i i try to give them too much of um Sometimes I try to give people too much of a leeway and sometimes I just don't want to like I'm like I don't want to be I don't want to be mean. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but it's like taking removing someone that's not, you know, that's being toxic in your space is not being mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So yeah, that that's that's one person that still to this day I'm I'm like oh <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm like a peer of theirs and it's weird because <laughs> it's someone that I uh, like look up to in a way you know um, so yeah I don't I I also want to pressure you Chili <laughs> since I did it I might as well you know if I suffered you have to suffer <laughs> just kidding. I can talk about I guess the first streamers that I that I watch that I still watch um now um I remember I started Twitch I mean oh god I I got into Twitch because I played League of Legends that's a whole other story that a life that I've left behind me there's nothing wrong with League of Legends but I have left that life behind me um but then I started playing Guild Wars 2 and then I found Aurora Peachy and then um so she's inspiring me a ton um, with my content creation and then through her I found um, Cafe Ella and that's how I started watching Ella's streams um, and then that's how I found about found out about Rainbow Arcade so it's like this whole like line uh, of people and those are definitely two names that inspire me um, two people that inspire me their content inspires me and just their spaces that they've created are super positive super um they just they just create really wonderful spaces on the internet that include everyone. Um, they speak out about issues, and um, I'm always I've never I've never felt uncomfortable in their spaces. Um, and there's definitely been spaces that I have um, left because I've felt uncomfortable um, mainly back before I discovered those spaces and this side of this space little bubble of Twitch. Um, so yeah. <laughs> No, it's really it's really interesting that you say that because I feel like I've curated not necessarily a bubble around me, but I've curated the spaces that I go to so often. <laughs> and this is going to sound mm -hmm. so silly that sometimes I forget the straight people are on Twitch. <laughs> 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 like sometimes I just fully forget that there's non-queer people on stream and that on Twitch and there's like, you know, there's like bigots and stuff like, you know what I mean? I just... I, I just curated such a space around me in which it's like sometimes when I accidentally not accidentally but sometimes I click on Twitch and it's the front page and there's like someone with very much like cis straight culture on there saying cis straight culture things and you're like oh what is this hello what did where where did I land hello like yeah so I sometimes I fully forget that there's that there's like unsafe spaces out there. Um, what would you say is one thing that when you enter a space that makes you turn around immediately and leave? <laughs> like what's like one thing that either it's like, it could be like a small thing, could be like a bigger thing. Um, and I, I say that because there was recently a conversation about how, uh, when people sometimes have like no politics as part of their rules, sometimes it can turn basically minorities and marginalized people off because it makes you feel like, oh, so you're you're not willing to have conversations that stand up for people like us kind of thing. Uh, so I would say for me, it's this is going to sound silly, but when people label themselves as an LGBT ally, like when there's something in their space that says LGBT ally, that kind of turns me off. And some people are like, Ruby, you're queer. Why would you feel weird about entering a space like that? But for me, it's 
a situation where entering a space where someone is using that as a part of their brand and someone is using that as a way to attract people like me to their spaces when people like me want to be with other people like me. So it's kind of like you don't get to kind of wear this badge of honor for being a decent person, right? So for me, it's like, yeah, sure, you can have like LGBT safe space as your rules or telling people to not be homophobic and stuff like that. That's completely fine. But when people kind of put that label on themselves, I usually, I, nine times out of 10, I feel uncomfortable. Um, because it just feels like there's some sort of it's it just feels performative to me in a way even if they don't mean to it just kind of feels like that it, yeah <laughs> yeah no and the funny thing is it's like so if you didn't have that the thing is like twi it's against us to 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 not be, it, it's just it's like you can't discriminate against LGBTQIA2 plus folks. So like if you are, then you're just not like you're just complying with the Twitch rules. So it's like then then there's I mean, then you're just being a basic, you know, decent human. So um I should I should expect that you're going to be accepting going into your space in any Twitch space. I shouldn't have to look for, oh, where's the accepting spaces um though i guess you do have to do that um but then if you're not then you're against tos policy so um so i always tell people that and then they're like oh you're right for some reason it like clicks um but being an ally is so much more than just hey you're cool we're fine with you it's like no that's the there's there's more there's more than that involved Oh my god, that drives me up the wall when people label themselves as allies and the only thing that they have to say about the queer community is I'm okay with people being gay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I didn't ask, but okay, good for I guess. Thanks for being a decent person. <laughs> right. And I do want to address yeah. something quickly because um it's being said in chat that we need allies. And in a way, I agree that people in privileged positions need to speak up for underrepresented communities. But you don't have to label yourself as an ally to be an ally, right? Um, and I know plenty of people who are allies of multiple communities that don't label themselves as that. They just, the, the way that they act represents the, what they believe in and their actions speak for themselves. I think the i think we're the where i come from when i say that i feel uncomfortable when people label themselves as an ally is that it often equates with someone placing themselves in our spaces and telling us that it's okay for them to be there because they're an ally so for me that's kind of where the discomfort comes from but yeah you were going to say something julian sorry <laughs> Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah, I mean, I and I definitely agree that, you know, ally is a term that we don't get to label ourselves. I don't get to label myself as an ally to any other community that I am not a part of. That is something that that community, based on my words, my actions, the things that I do, the things that they see, they can label me as an ally. 
but I really can't label myself as an ally. Um, and, um, but as far as like what kind of drives me away, I not always, but often if I go to somebody's stream and I don't specifically see no transphobia in their, um, in their rules, Sometimes that will turn me away. Sometimes I kind of look at the other rules and I give them a benefit of the doubt because sometimes, you know, it's no racism, no homophobia, no bigotry, like nothing, you know. And and so I understand that there is a lot of things that people are bigots uh, and racists about. And so sometimes you don't want to list every single thing. Um, but sometimes like I I'm like, well... You know, I'm not really sure because even within the LGBTQIA plus community, trans people have faced discrimination. Um, so it, it, it's definitely just if, if I don't see it straight out, then I will kind of, you know, maybe I'll lurk for a bit before I say anything, kind of see how things go. Um, but I do generally prefer to see it there yeah if if the only thing that they say about the queer community is that like no homophobia as like a non-binary person i'm always like mm, so people can can people make pronoun jokes in your chat is that you know like i i i, I try to assume that when they say homophobia they assume all the phobias associated with the the lgbtqia plus community which is why I, which is why in my rules I'm pretty sure I put like queer phobia so it you know it encompasses the entire community uh, because I'm not gonna list out like you know biphobia <laughs> like you know all of the phobias associated with the community so but I also would assume that someone who sees a gay non-binary individual that they would they would assume that that person isn't against any of the other um, parts of the acronym. Um, but that's that's the thing as well. Like I, I'm not gonna lie. Like sometimes even in queer in let's say I'm just gonna say gay spaces or like a, a particular letter of the LGBTQIA2+. Sometimes those spaces aren't safe for the entire community, and that's the thing that also um, can be uh, can be addressed. So um, yeah, and this is also not to say that allies are not accepted. Like, of course, I will feel safer at someone who labels themselves as an ally. But also, I just would rather either be with people of my own community, and there's plenty of them out there, um, or someone who doesn't use that as, like, part of their brand, you know? That's like, okay, cool. <laughs> You're a good person. Thanks for using my community as a way to make yourself look better. <laughs> yeah, I'm always really cautious too about it because there are people that have like taught people to use like even like the the tag, um, the LGBTQI2 plus tag to gain view viewers. There's been people that have been like, like stream coaches that have taught people to use that for their own benefit of like, oh, you'll uh get more viewers if you do this. And I'm just kind of like, this is why I'm really cautious about that kind of stuff. So Ooh. I feel like I shouldn't be shocked at anything anymore about stream coaching, but it's like every single day. There's something. <laughs> there's every single day. There's something I can't even. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And, and I also like it really, 
bothers me a lot when people who are not part of the queer community use the LGBTQIA plus tag on Twitch because even though Twitch says that allies can use it, I I feel like the people at Twitch and 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 they're I I don't know. There's there's probably at least maybe one. I would hope at least one queer person somewhere at Twitch. Um you know, but I feel that they don't really get to make that call. Uh, and anybody who is a true ally to the queer community is going to understand that by using that tag, it doesn't allow us to find ourselves, which is really what at the end of the day we are wanting because we're wanting to find a safe space or we're wanting to uplift and support each other. You know, um, there's already so much uh like i i feel that sometimes being a queer content creator it's it's like the it, it it and it's interesting to me that you say stream coaches tell people to use the lgbtqia tag to get more viewers because i feel that a lot of times queer content creators actually have less viewers um because people don't want to come into a queer stream uh and so you know i feel that that by by kind of inserting somebody in there who is not queer they're just taking up that that space in you know under that tag um which is really not fair and really not what a true ally should be doing yeah um i think it comes from the i think statistically the lgbtqia plus tag is one of the tags if not the the tag that has the most usage so it's one of the most active tags out there so i feel like that's why they would recommend that um mm. but there's a reason why it's super active because there's a big need for us to find one another um and it, we're not going to find each other if y'all keep putting yourselves on in our spaces and um i feel like a thing that i could use for people who don't get it as like a comparison it's like it's, um, it's as if you use the closed captions tag, and let's say you need closed captions because of any reason, right? And so you go to the closed captions tag, and then you click on a stream and they don't have closed captions. Wouldn't you be disappointed? Like you're looking for someone who has that part of their content or a part of their identity. So you're gonna click on that. And then when you find out that that person isn't really doesn't really fit with that, you're going to be disappointed. It's like, you know, you streaming under, like, Final Fantasy fourteen and playing Minecraft. Like, people are going to... You can you, you you can do whatever you want. Like, I'm not stopping you from doing that. I've never seen anyone get banned over using the wrong category. But people are going to be disappointed if they're going to be looking for Final Fantasy fourteen and you're playing Minecraft. <laughs> like, I, I just I just think it's so simple and I don't understand why people make such a big thing like, oh, the tag says that allies can use it. Okay, just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> like, what's not clicking? Uh, yep. And then it's like, it's yeah. usually the people who are like, oh, I'm not gay. Oh, 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 don't, like, don't get me wrong, like, correcting that, you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, no, 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 I'm not, but, you know, I, I, I guess it's, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with them existing. Right. Like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. It's okay. It's, uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god. But yeah. Well, what would you say for um someone who is w- wanting to start streaming as um a queer person and they look at the space, they may watch a couple people and they're like, "Hmm, I want to start streaming." What advice would you give to them? Like if you could if there was one thing that maybe you wish you would have like somebody somebody would have told you or something that maybe you learned later on that you were like, "Oh, damn, if I knew that from the from day one, it would have been so much easier." Um I don't want to be too repetitive, but I think mine would be the boundary thing. I think when you get started, you want to like grab onto every single viewer you get because you don't get many of them. So you're like, "Oh, I only have five viewers. So if if that person is being kind of rude, I don't want to tell them that they're being rude because they might walk away and then I'll have four viewers or three viewers. Uh, but I say do that, like literally do that as soon as you can, <laughs> because like the sec, like it's if if you're growing any kind of plant like you have to like you plant the seed and then you have to make sure the environment around it is good enough for it to keep growing and you're not you know and i think yeah don't be afraid of setting the boundaries trust me that one person may think you're the bad person but you're going to attract people who may not even say a word but they're going to like silently be like yes thank you so much for setting that boundary that person was making me really uncomfortable <laughs> So that yeah, would be no, mine. I definitely agree with that. I've definitely been in streams where I've seen like someone, like I've been like lurking and I see someone being kind of rude and then the streamer like that's something about it. I'm always like, yes, but I'm not, oh, I'm a lurker. So I always think <laughs> yeah. about that. Like if I feel uncomfortable, even uncomfortable, even if someone's not like really breaking a rule, I've gotten to the point where yeah. I'm just like, you know, I don't, I have a bad vibe. And take like, honestly, like, you don't have to have a rule for for things for to you know get you know get rid of people who are who are making you uncomfortable um there cuz there's going to be a lot of situations like that where you're you're there's someone's just like being very strange and it's it's okay not to not to always feel it out it's okay just to be like you know i don't i i can't do this today <laughs> right yeah, definitely absolutely yeah and I think I think that also so not just setting the boundaries, but also what you said, Chili, of like there doesn't have to be a rule. There yeah. does not have to be a rule in place. If somebody is like giving you some weird vibes, just ban them. At the end of the day, like if you're if you are staying true to yourself, if you're putting out good content, like the people will come. Yeah. It might be slow growth, it might be quick growth, like but either way the people will make their way to you eventually um but curating your community is the most important thing that you can do on this platform because if you allow rampant like homophobia or racism or what or even just rudeness in general to go unchecked it's going to fester it's going to make things in your stream really toxic and people are not going to want to stay there. So, yeah, like, I mean, and, and I also mod for several streamers as well. And there was one stream I was in the other day. There was somebody in chat. They didn't say anything rude. They didn't say, you know, they didn't break any rules. It was just like they were being a little weird. And I was like, I, I don't know where you're going with this. And let's just 
let's just not let that continue um <laughs> because again curating space is so 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 important and especially if especially if your end goal is to make this your full-time job yeah. um because you you don't want to get to a place where all of a sudden things are out of control or yeah. now things are going on that are too big or or that people don't know the expectations of your community so starting sooner rather than later is is crucial yeah for sure yeah people people are saying everybody is agreeing in chat for once everyone <laughs> agrees uh <laughs> it's what they say like we usually unite and bond over a common enemy and the common enemy are the people who don't respect boundaries so <laughs> we love that uh yeah absolutely and uh, yeah chances are if you're uncomfortable your viewers will be too absolutely i agree with that sweet disaster said that in chat um I would say that even extends upon like the people that you befriend because sometimes it's like you when you get started you you're told like network make friends and sometimes you like you you get into like a a friend group or you maybe you meet someone and you're like I'm not quite I don't know if this is like we're actually friends I don't know if like there's a something that's not quite clicking and I would say, like, that's not you being weird or picky or annoying. It's just like, you trust me, you will find the people that you genuinely bond with and click with. And that's just, that's going to be, you're going to know. You're <laughs> Whenever you bond with someone, whenever you actually make proper connections and friendships with people, you're going to, you're going to know if that feels right to you. And And that goes back to, like, what we were saying, like, at the beginning of, like, doing what feels right to you, whether it's like with the games you play, the people you meet, the people you, inter you interact with and stuff like that. Like you don't have to hang out with people that you feel like, oh, I should hang out with this person or I should be around this person because they're influential or whatever. Like, no, there's plenty of also influential people who are also amazing people and they will befriend you and not care if you have a check mark next to your name or anything of the sort. Like, there's plenty of people out there who are like that. So if you feel like someone is being, like, rude or off-putting or something, like, trust me, there's, uh, there's someone out there who won't be like that. Because I feel like for a while, I feel like there was such a division on the platform. If we're going to talk about Twitch specifically, about like affiliates and partners. I feel like for a while, there was such a thing that was built around like how partners hated affiliates and how like that was like a whole thing. And it, I just the more and more that I meet people who actually don't give a shit about stuff like that, the more and more I'm like, oh, people are just in the wrong crowds. Like, yeah. Like if you if you're afraid of like oh I maybe I shouldn't reach out for that to that person to play a game because they're a partner if you have that fear and the person confirms it run away because <laughs> there's plenty of people yeah. like sometimes even for this podcast like I reach out to people all the time and sometimes I think like oh you know maybe they're too busy for me or like maybe they're ignore they're gonna ignore me because I'm I don't have a certain amount of followers or maybe they'll think I'm gonna use them for their viewership or whatever and oftentimes those are the people that immediately reply and they're like yes I want to do it of course let's do it let's when when are you available and it's like oh <laughs> like oftentimes those are the people that are like super professional they don't have any ego they're like yeah let's do it yeah thought you thought you would never ask <laughs> but yeah have you had like any experiences like that where like you uh someone like maybe surprised you in like a a positive way like maybe maybe like 
a first impression that you may have had of someone that you were like, mm, I'm not sure, and then they kind of turned it around for you? Or are you usually, are your instincts usually correct? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I've had, I don't know that I've had uh, any, like, any situations where I've thought something was going to be negative or not well received uh, and then it's turned into a positive. I mean, I've had like little surprises, you know, when certain people followed me on Twitter or something like that. I'm like, you, you know, I exist. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, so like I've had those kinds of things happen um, and I've had the reverse happen where, you know, I've been involved with people who, um, you know, kind of from the beginning are very chill and seem like they're really out to help or to whatever. And then, you know, turns out that maybe I was not right about that. And, yeah. you know, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's awkward, right? Because we're, we're all in this space and technically speaking, right. We're all coworkers, mm. Because we're all right. We're all on the yeah. same platform. We're all in social media. We're all doing all of these things. And so you don't really want to ruffle any feathers or, you know, speak negatively about anyone, even if you have been wronged or even if you um, even if the that person just kind of. Again, it just giving you not the right vibes, um, but I would say that, you know, trust your gut. And if you feel like you have to walk away from a situation or walk away from a person or whatever, then just do it. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's gotta be like, you know, you just walk away. Sometimes you can kind of just slowly fade into the background, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, trust, trust your gut. Absolutely. I've had a friend recently, um, they kind of drifted away from someone who for various reasons they that made them like drift away from them and they were like and they were like dming me like hey that person asked me if they did anything wrong like what do i do i'm like okay you you have two options you either just straight up tell them like hey i know you might not find this to be a big deal but here are the reasons i kind of stepped away i didn't want to be confrontational yada yada or it's also valid if you just don't engage with them and continue to just like not interact with them and have your own reasons. And maybe you already know that they're not going to understand your reasons and just, you know, you, it's completely valid. Like if someone even for like as we were talking about boundaries, sometimes we're like you're you're scared that someone is going to like, oh, they're going to DM me after the stream and ask me why they got banned. And it's like it's totally valid for you to not engage with them. You don't have you don't owe anyone any anything really (laughs) unless you actually owe them something you know like you know don't yeah pay your taxes (laughs) just kidding but uh yeah um yeah you don't owe anyone like any big explanation or anything of the sort if someone does something or even if they don't do anything and you just don't vibe with them it's just like scoot away from them but yeah have you had anything any any situation like that chili i've had someone at me on twitter asking me why they were banned that's happened before and that i just ignored it i was like yeah nope (laughs) that gif of mariah suddenly i can't read yeah (laughs) Yeah, any anytime that happens it just confirms that i was right to ban that person because if you can't accept the boundary that i have now banned you 
then I definitely don't want you in the community. Right. Mm -hmm. A possible answer, because you're the type of person that asks someone why they banned them. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Do you have any kind of pet peeves as far as like, either like in the content creation space or maybe social media, something like that, something that you just see that you're like, ooh, I don't like that. It could be something silly and like maybe petty or whatever, but uh, are there such moments where you're just kind of like, oh, you don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, even if it's not that big of a deal. Is, are there... This is so small, but like, and it's like, I saw someone tweet about this recently, but it's about like smacking your food in the microphone, but like everyone <laughs> should eat on stream. Like I eat on stream, but I'm always so conscious of not, being in my microphone but i've had been in space i've had to like i because i just it just always makes you so uncomfortable because but i always feel i'm always just like no but keep eating but i yeah don't like the sound of that (laughs) yeah that's totally valid it's uh i think there's actually i think it's misophonia i think that's the name of Mm -hmm. it it's like there's just certain sounds that's just you can't you can't just deal with that and and like that the sound of yeah food and I always feel so bad because my mic pick ups ev- picks up everything. Like, I, I'll eat something very tiny and it picks up all the sounds, all the things that are going on. <laughs> it picks every single thing up. So sometimes I'm like, oh, let me mute or like, let me step away from my mic. Um, yeah, that's that's totally valid. Um, ooh, I'm trying to think. When you ask a question, you haven't thought of an answer. Um, I think... Like a small pet peeve for me is when people just kind of do like advice stuff that it's like nobody asked you for that. <laughs> like, you know, you, like just out of nowhere. And it's usually like, and what I mean is like, there's a difference between someone who's like, oh my God, I just learned this thing. Here's a thing that I learned today, y'all, or a tutorial or something. But when people just, like, post stuff that you probably already seen, like, a thousand times that has to do with, like, streaming and, like, stuff like that, like, hey, streamers, don't do this thing. Hey, streamers, don't do that thing. I'm like, I didn't ask. Like, <laughs> like some things are, are, are helpful, but if you're going to just say the same thing that everybody is saying, just, I'm tired. Can you not? Like, sometimes I just want to go through Twitter and see things that are not related with streaming. <laughs> And I feel like that's sometimes, and I don't, I don't blame them, but sometimes that's, sometimes streamers, that's the only thing that they talk about. And you're like, I want to, do you, do you watch stuff? Do you like listen to music? (laughs) Do you read books? Like, do you, you know, (laughs) that's kind of one of mine. Like unsolicited advice is a big one. Do you have one? I'm trying to think. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. I guess mine, and and I've never actually come across it in a stream that I've been in because I've curated the streamers that I watch and I know, you know, who they are. And, um, and, and I, and of course I don't mean I know who they are, but I, you know, I, I know their vibe and everything. Right. Um, but it always bothers me when I see people on Twitter talking about how people are like trying to, um, like 
to force lurkers to talk or that mm. they're like upset about lurkers being in chat and not being active. And I'm always like, why? Like, I understand that, you know, sometimes it's hard, especially if you don't have a lot of viewers or like chat, like even if you have a lot of viewers, like maybe you got a couple raids or right. And like people just kind of left the lurk up, but aren't chatting. So maybe you've got a good amount of viewers, but um, chat still moving really slow. Like I, I understand that sometimes it can be difficult to kind of come up with things to talk about or to still be very interactive on stream when you're not really getting anything back from chat. But like, I just feel like in many ways, lurkers are a backbone to your stream because, you know, and especially if they do have like, you know, because we all know, well, most people know that if you come in with a raid, you have your referral raid link. And so that is, is, you know, if you, if you can refresh the link and then lurk, right. Then that's your like perfect position. But yeah, like lurkers are contributing to your view count. They're contributing to the amount of minutes that are watched on your stream. Um, and and so I don't know why people feel the need to call them out and to try to be like, hey, you know, you have to be talking. And, you know, if you're going to be watching my stream, you have to talk like. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. Right. On, on another side of the spectrum i am someone who lurks a lot and one time i had someone dm me after their stream and be like oh i saw you were on my stream thank you so much for stopping by and i was i was kind of like you're welcome like it, it's <laughs> i you know it's just like i there was a reason i wasn't chatting i understand that streamers can see who are in the viewer list but it's you know like i don't I don't, I, maybe there's other ways of, you know, just don't say that maybe. Just say hi to me. Like, hi, how are you? Uh, just like, hey, I used my, the powers of a streamer to notice that you were there, even though you didn't want to be noticed because you didn't say anything in my chat. <laughs> it, like, listen, I look at my view at the, you know, I, I look at the, the, the viewer list, of course, every once in a while, just out of curiosity. And out of pettiness, I'm like, hmm, interesting. That person I don't like was watching me. Hmm. They were keeping tabs on me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't go out of my way to be like, hi, I saw you. Like, no, no, please. Yeah, that's like. A yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just want to be anonymous. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, this has been a, a lovely conversation. We 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 talked about so many different uh, things that have to do with content creation and um, what we like, what we don't like about it, and all that stuff. So, um, on that note, let's promote ourselves. Let's talk about our content. What do we do? Where can people find us? What can people expect from us? Uh, and uh, yeah, we can do once again. We can start with Chili. Uh, yes. Self promo time. Go for it. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm Chili Farmer at twitch.tv slash chili farmer. I again I am a uh demisexual gay caster on Twitch. I play mostly Final Fantasy 14, though I do throw in um JRPGs every so often. I've been playing through Near Automata like on and off. Nice. Um, especially to get the story for 
uh, Final Fantasy 14 because there's like a raid and stuff. But I do a lot of stuff like that. I've been getting into like casual raiding. Um, and I also do a lot on YouTube. That's like my other main space is I do a lot of reaction content on YouTube. And then I do I have a whole other YouTube channel for my Stevie Universe reaction stuff because I love I just got into like Western animation recently and like Stevie Universe. And now I want to like I want to watch Sailor Moon because I've never watched Sailor Moon. I know that's like Ooh. a whole thing. Um, and everyone's always like, why haven't you watched Sailor Moon? How like now I want to watch Sailor Moon. And now I'm like <laughs> addicted to like I'm addicted. So. Yeah, that is what you can expect from my space. Yeah. I mean, listen, very quickly, that's a pet peeve of mine when people are like, you haven't seen that? No, bitch. I haven't. <laughs> no. Maybe I... Ha- let me list all the things that I've watched and maybe and let me see if you watched all of the things that I watched. Like, excuse me. No, let's not do that. <laughs> With that being said, if you do reactions to Sailor Moon, I will watch. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know yes, if I do. Yes. Or even, you know, just DM me with your opinions and yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Julian? Uh yeah, so you can find me on Twitch, on Twitter as the underscore Juliancito. Um and again, I am a queer trans Boricua Jewish streamer, play a lot of simulation games, survival games. Uh, I also play Animal Crossing. I play a whole bunch of different things. Um, and uh, yeah, so you can, you can find me on, again, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, a little bit. There's an interview with my dog on TikTok if you're interested in seeing that. So, I you know. need to see that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Please follow them. Again, links in the chat, description, all of the things. Uh, you can find me at Project Ruby on most platforms, including Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, the Project Ruby on TikTok and Instagram. I am so bad at posting on either of those platforms, but I'll try. I'll, I promise I'll try once a week, maybe clips or something, send help. Uh, <laughs> I also do this podcast <laughs> weekly, uh, and I also am a part of a collab channel called Just Gaming Tings, where we just talk about gaming tings. We do a weekly podcast over there. We uh, are going to react to the, the PlayStation State of Play this week. We reacted to the Nintendo Direct last week. So it's a wonderful group of queer uh, gamers that... Uh, yeah, talk about all things related to games. So we love to see that. Um, thank you so much for watching and listening. I will be back next week. And until then, stay safe and uh, wear a mask and bye. <laughs> I'm so terrible at outros. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>